So we started a series last week entitled Framing Your World. And if you go back in the archives of our teachings back about 2012, actually, uh, it's way farther back than that. It's when they were on cassettes, <laughs> back around 2000 somewhere. And uh, we did a whole series on framing your world CD series and the whole thing, sold them and had them available. But in 2012, we taught on it again. And uh, you can go back and listen to those and see the difference in the things that God's shown me and given me about sharing with you today and, and for these few weeks. Um, but the Bible says, and we'll read this passage in a moment, but the Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything in the beginning in Genesis 1 where it says, <clears throat> God said, light be and light was. That world of light was framed then. When God created man and, and woman, when he created man, and then he took woman out of the side of man, but when he created man, in, a, in essence it was man be and man was. God was creating everything that in, in planet Earth was created directly or indirectly by God alone, nobody else. There is no other creator of anything, not of anything. Everything that started on planet Earth was created by God, and it's still the same today. God created everything. So when you and I accomplish things in life, we have to realize everything that we do has come from God. But I will, I will never understand that in life, I'll never understand it if my world, my world, isn't framed by the Word of God. <clears throat> At Gates of the City, and this morning I just made a list of all the things that I've, I, I just began to think about, all the things that we're doing to frame, to frame the world of everybody here, but to frame the world of everybody that we're in contact with everybody that we that this body affects I'm just going to go over a list of everybody and everything that we are doing to help frame the world of the worlds of, of, of individual people of all humanity the things that we're doing um, <clears throat> we're helping you frame your world through connect groups. Um, we have a number of different connect groups. We have a connect equip that is starting tomorrow night. Last I heard, we've got close to 40 people that are a part of that connect group. And we're gonna be going through the book of Galatians in a kind of a, in a unique way. And um, all of that is about is helping to frame the worlds that people live in. We have a Connect book study that is being done. It's a virtual study that's being done. And uh, we're framing people's world. It's a book called How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, one of the greatest books I've ever read, ever. And I, I, read, it, I read it at least once a year. I, don't, I think it's maybe been a year and a half since I read it the last time. But, but for years and years and years, I read that book every year because of the impact that it made on my life and, and the revelation that I got every time I went through it. In, in our connect groups, we're helping to see those things established. You saw the, the, the 
advertisement about our, our men's group. That's about framing your world as men. Last week you heard about our, about we've got a women's seminar that we're doing, a women's night uh, in October sometime. That is about the word coming forth and about framing the world of people's lives, of all women that come to this place. Um, once a month on the last Sunday, we have a 12-step meeting where we minister the word to help people that are a part of recoveries in their life um, overcome situations that they're dealing with and, and, and taking the 12 steps and, and applying them through the Bible because the 12 steps were created from the Bible originally and those 12 steps were ministering one each, each month on the last Sunday. People are coming and their lives are being changed, but their worlds are beginning to be framed by the Word of God. Well, what, what it means, as I'm saying all these things, what it means is you have to have something that's going to challenge your belief system. You know, <clears throat> most people believe in fear. You have to have something that challenges the fears in your life. You weren't created to cope with fear. You were created to live free from fear. But most people, they don't have the opportunity, so we're making available opportunities for people's lives to be liberated and free. Amen? We have children's program here at Gates that's coming back. Everybody say, it's coming back. Glory to God. Quickly, it's coming back. And we're, we're not babysitting the children. We're framing their world. Even today, any of the children that are in the house they're listening to certain key words or things that, that will I- I empower them to get some gifts at the gift table down the hall. Amen? I mean, <clears throat> we're doing those things because we want children to come and, and allow their lives to be framed with the Word of God. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> we have prayer team that prays and declares and speaks the Word of God. Amen? We have worship team that, that every word that comes forth is declaring the Word of God. We have a production team in the back that, that is helping and, and seeing us have things on social media throughout, throughout the week in, in social media. We have YouTube channel where we're, our, the words are being, are, are being recorded here uh, in, during services and put on YouTube so that people can listen to them and see because we believe in what we're saying, right? We, we believe all that we're saying. Um, we have... If, if you were in Wednesday night service a couple of weeks ago, we have new people in the body that are being raised up to bring and preach the word and declare the word. Why? Because we, we, we are believing that everybody in here is a minister of one form or another, allowing the word that's in them and their world that's being framed to make a difference everywhere that they go. Because I don't go where you go, maybe some places, but most of the places you go, I don't go. And where you go, I don't go. Or what did I say? Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean. <clears throat> Vice versa. And, and so we need to be seeing our world framed so we can help other people frame their world. Can you say amen to that? Last Wednesday night as I was preaching here, I was also ministering in South Florida because we had something recorded, about a five-minute little thing recorded, and it was part of a service down in South Florida, helping people there frame their world. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> um, um, in two Sundays from now, as on our Saturday night, I'll be preaching in South Australia. 
through recorded video that is going live on social media and helping the people of South Australia frame their world. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Next Sunday night, uh, for 30 minutes, I'm going to be on the radio in McAllen, Texas, and preaching the Word there, helping people frame their world down there in, in McAllen, Texas. In November, won't tell you who it is yet, it's a surprise, but in November, we have a, we have a guest prophet coming and bringing the Word that's going to help frame our world concerning the prophetic and the anointing of the prophetic in our lives in a, in a supernatural way, S seeing some new things happen. Um, and, and all of this that I'm talking to you about, it's not us trying to figure out something to do, but the doors of opportunity are open. Amen? We, got, we have connections in the missions realm, in missions around the world, and things that kind of have been stopped. We, we, we had some trips planned, and they've been delayed. They haven't been stopped. They've been delayed. Amen? And, and we have connections with other people in Mexico and parts of Mexico that are doing great things. I mean, it's just supernatural connections, but the whole thing is about helping people to frame the way that they think so that they can be on the receiving end of everything that God has for them. See, it's not enough for me to just tell you about what God has for you. You have to be able to receive it. I can't receive it for you. If I could, I would, but I can't. Your thinking has to change to where you're in a position to receive all that God has. So today, with those things in mind, those things that I'm putting out there to you today... I want you to understand that there's a lot going in. And I tell you, I can just say this to you, and, and I, I don't say this out of any type of fear. I say it out of confidence in the things of God. The devil doesn't like the Word of God. The devil doesn't like the Word preached that is preached in such a way that teaches people how to be doers of that Word. He doesn't like it. And he works overtime to try to shut it down and to devalue it in, in a lot of different ways. We declare today, we don't care what the devil thinks. Amen? We believe the Word of God. We're doers of the Word of God. And the Word is producing in our lives. I believe that. I believe that for you today. Amen? So, as we're talking about framing our world. Last week, I had a little picture up here, and I took the picture out, and it looked one way, but then when I put it in the frame, and the frame had some things around it, it enhanced it. And I said to you last week, and I really believe this, that when you are putting, when you are confessing the Word, when you are declaring the Word of God, when you are speaking the Word of God out of your mouth day to day, you have to become convinced that you are becoming daily more clear with what God's plan is for your life. That's what the Word brings. When you frame your world with the Word of God and not allow your world to be framed with unbelief and fear and, and all of the issues that, that are in the world that are easy to talk about, easy to fret about, easy to be worried and take the care of in your life. When you're allowing those things to control and rule your life, then your world is being framed by fear itself. But when you allow the Word of God to be all that it was created to be in your life and you frame your world daily, then faith and confidence and trust in a living God that you can't see with these eyes, 
but you know is real because of what the Word says, that becomes real to you, and you position yourself to be on the receiving end of all that God has for you. Can you say amen? But the confession of the Word is like the frame, and it causes your picture, your portrait of life to become more clear. I really like that. Several verses of Scripture we're going to look at. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Say it again. Death and life are in the power of what you say, in other words. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So, so he's saying here that you have to love to want to frame your world with the Word of God. You have to want to. You have to, you, you have to love wanting to do that. So I'm encouraging you, if you're not framing your world daily, begin to frame your world, and if you're doing it, don't quit. Get better at it. Go deeper with it. Understand it in a greater way than you ever have. And I promise you it will produce in your life. Matthew 12 and verse 37. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. In other words, by your words you will be found innocent, free, forgiven. But by your words you'll be condemned, and, and destruction sets in when your words don't line up with the Word of God. That's so it's why it's so important that we're framing our world with the Word of God. Another verse that we read last week, found in James 3 and verse 2. We all stumble in many ways, and this is in the NIV. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. The word perfect there is developed, matured. Able to keep their whole body in check. Able to keep everything in check in their life. When they're never at fault in what they say. When they love what the Word says, and that's all that comes out of their mouth. So the question is, can we do that? I got one yes out of that. <clears throat> can we speak the right things all the time? Or he wouldn't have said it. You'll miss it. I'm, I, and, and that's not an expectation of missing it. I'm saying you'll miss it. But correct it. Get over it. Go past it. Do what's right. You have to build that lifestyle so that you're not allowing the enemy to get you focused on what you haven't done correctly. Because it will wear you out. I made this statement last week, and, and I, I want you to really meditate. I'm going to take a moment just to look at this. God isn't running the world God's running us. He's not running the world. He's not, God is not in charge of the world. S several years back, <clears throat> we, we lived in a house that we rented. We rented a house. So someone else owned the house, but we rented it. And in the contract, in, in essence, we were like the owners of the house, even though we weren't the owners of the house, 
But as long as we did what was said in the contract, then it was our house. We were supposed to keep the yard up. We were supposed to take care of things. If things needed to be fixed, some of the things we had to fix, some of the things that they fixed, but we had to make sure that things were kept up in the house. Amen? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but He gave authority in the earth to the sons of men. It's our responsibility in the earth. God is not running the earth. We are, and, he, and he, what He wants is He wants to run us. So if He runs us, then the things that go on in the earth are the result of what He's doing through us. That's what He wants. If that was happening everywhere, the world wouldn't be screwed up. How many can testify that the earth, the world system is screwed up? The system is absolutely screwed up. I don't know any other better, kinder words to use. Amen? Polite words that I can say in here. But the system is screwed up. And the reason is, is because most people and the majority of Christians are not spending time framing their worlds with the Word of God. They're framing their world with Fox News and CNN and all the other news agencies out there. I'm not against anybody. Do whatever you got to do. But I want the news from heaven. I want the Word from heaven. I have literally, other than headlines, just to know things that are going on, I just don't listen to the news anymore. And, I, and I'm telling you, it just it helps you, it empowers you to believe the Word of God. I'm not talking about sticking your head in the sand and not being a part of anything that's going on. I didn't say that. You just got, you, you, know, you know, I mean, how many reruns of the same thing can they run? Huh? How many times can they run the same? I mean, and, 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 every, and most of what they're rerunning are things bashing somebody else. One side or the other, it doesn't matter. People are just bashing. Well, this person did that, and they did that. And the, but they play it over and over and over and over and over and over. And if that's all you're meditating on, I promise you, you're framing your world with what other people say. I want my world framed by what God says. And the only way it's really effective is if that's coming out of my mouth. The worlds were framed by the Word of God. My world is framed when I believe that death and life are in the power of what I say. That by my words am I justified and by my words am I condemned. The person that doesn't mess up in what they say is the same as a mature, developed person who's framing their world with the Word. And it says... He's able to control everything in his life. I don't know about you, but man, in our society right now, you see a lot of out-of-control people. Why? Just because of this. They're not bad people. Oh, Pastor, you can't, how can you say they're not bad people? Because every human being on the planet was created by God. God never created anything bad. The problem is their worlds are framed by everything but the Word of God. I promise you, if those people that are saying things about everybody else begin to change what they say, over time, it'll change their life. That's what God needs. Our world's framed by the Word of God. Who can say amen to that? <clears throat> I read this passage last week, and I'll read it again, then i got two more passages that I'll end with. Found in Luke chapter 6, and, and uh, verse 46 through 49, and it's in the message translation. 
And it's, the, it's about, there, there, this is mentioned three times in the Gospels about the man that built his house on, a, on, a, on solid rock versus built his house on the sand and the outcome of it. And I really like Luke's version of it in the message translation. Why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. That's what we're talking about. Words to build a life on. If you work the words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on a bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. Did it say, if the waters came? It said, when the waters came. So the waters come on those who build and those who don't. So if they're going to come anyway, we might as well be building so that we can handle whatever comes. Remember, God's not working the world. He's working you and I. And people that don't believe this, they're going down. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I, I'm not thinking about a soul when I say that. I'm not thinking about anybody. I'm just saying, you don't build this because who, who does the earth belong to? God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. He's got the master plan, and his master plan is in his word. If we don't work his plan, you're going down. I don't think that's too harsh. I don't think that's too scary. I just think that's an encouragement to do it, right? It doesn't matter how much you haven't done. Start today. And it doesn't matter how much you're doing today. Do more. But I'm just saying, we don't frame our world with the Word of God, then we don't have the plan that God had for us before the foundation of the world to accomplish what He put us here to accomplish. Everybody has a plan from God that was created before the foundation of the world. What? If you believe that salvation is from God because the Word of God says that, then you got to believe that God said, he had a plan for you before you were even thought about. So, wherever, where, however, wherever you were born, whatever you were born into, okay, in life, whatever you were born into, whatever family you were, you were raised in, however you were raised in your understanding or your thinking in life, no matter what it was, wherever you come to a place where you hear something like you're hearing this morning, the challenge is, to begin today to make the change. That's the challenge. And if you've already accepted that challenge and you're applying it, the challenge and the encouragement to you is do not quit. Don't let anything disrupt you framing your world with the Word of God. I like the, the, the rest of what he says here. He said, nothing will shake that house. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies, 
and don't work them into your life, you're like a dumb carpenter. You you notice I emphasize the dumb. Yeah. You're a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen water, the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. What did I say earlier? You're going down. You're going down. Total loss. I don't know, it's kind of serious, but all we have to do is just do it. God's not so concerned about how perfectly you do anything. Just do it. Can you say amen? Just put one foot in front of the other. Just begin to declare Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God is for me, who can be against me? Amen? I I mean, just begin to release in your life what the Word of God says. If God be for me, who can be against me? Nobody. That's the answer to that question. Can you say amen to me? Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 and verse, no, no, Hebrews 1, I'm sorry, Hebrews 1 and verse 1. Actually, read Hebrews 11, 1 first. Let me just read this passage, it's, For the next few services, this will be our foundation verse. Now faith, Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen yet. There's a lot in that, but we're not talking about that today. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand. By faith we understand. Not by knowledge, but by faith. Faith comes from what? The knowledge you have. It's extracted. But faith and confidence in God, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God didn't turn a light switch on and say, okay, light. No, there was darkness, and He said, light be, and light was. That's the way God does things. And that's the way... Through the Word of God, your life has to be framed. You see impossibilities? Wait, wait, wait. No, God has made a way even when it seems like there's no way. God's already made a way for me. Father, I thank you for it. I give you praise concerning it today. That's where it starts, and that's where it happens. Can you say amen? Amen. Hebrews 1 and verse 1. This is in the New King James. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son. We find in in, um, Revelation 19.13, it says this, He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and His name is called the Word of God. His name is called... The Word of God. I'll say it again. His name is called the Word of God. 
God has in these last days spoken to us by His Son. Who's His Son? Jesus Christ. What's His name? The Word of God. God is speaking to us. God is speaking to us through His Word. He's speaking to us through His Word. There's no greater way. I can't, I can't express the importance more in the fact that you need to hear God from His Word based on what you say out of your mouth that you hear in your ears that goes down in your heart. You need that more than you need anything else. You need it daily. It changes you. And you know what? You don't even know when it changes you. It's not like, well, did I say it enough today to change me? No, just one day you become changed. You just don't quit. You keep developing this. He said, in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Right? We understand that what, what we just read in, in Hebrews 11, that the worlds were framed by what? The worlds were framed by the Son of God, which is the Word of God, and His name is Jesus. He's the living Word. So everything that you say is Him. When you say, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world, you're just speaking Him. That's who He is. Maybe it's hard to process that, but that's what you have to get down inside of you, that what you're speaking is Him. In these last days, God's speaking not through the news media. He's speaking through His Son. That's why when you come here today and you listen to the Word of God, and we're helping you to frame your world, it's establishing you in the news from heaven. It's empowering you from the news from heaven. You can go on our church app and download and listen to any and every message for the last 11 years that we've preached. You can listen to every time you hear something preached, you can go back in a couple of days, download it, or just listen to it. To go back over and listen to the things that are said because when we preach, we preach the Word. That's why we use so much Scripture. Because you have to have the Word so you can go back and listen to it, and then that's when God will show you things that I didn't say anything about. Amen. He made the worlds, who being the brightness, watch this, of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the Word of His power, when He had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Now, I'm going to read that third verse in two other translations. I'm going to read this in the Young's literal translation, verse 3. Who being the brightness of the glory and the express and the impress of his substance, Bearing up also the all things by the saying of his might, through himself having made a cleansing of our sins, sat down at the right hand of the greatness in the highest. How? 
by the saying of his might, by the word of his power, by the saying of his ability to work in our life. That's what I want you to get today. When you're declaring the word of God, you are allowing the power, the ability that's in that word to work into your life. Sorry, but I can't say it any plainer or simpler than that. God wants to work in your life. And you are hindering God from working in your life if you're not declaring the word of God on a day-to-day basis. By the end of this series, I'm going to give you a printout of things that I do and just some other things that, that I, I, I'm, I'm, I, we've done this many times, but I'm going to help you to understand how to build a daily routine of the confession of the Word of God so that you can frame your world and understand the things of God in a supernatural way like, you've never, like you never have before, like you never have before in the name of Jesus. In the New Living Translation, verse 3 of Hebrews 1, <clears throat> the Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. Wow. I'll like read that again. The Son, the Word of God, right? His name is the Word of God. The Word radiates God's own glory and expresses to you the very character of God. My gosh. Well, you know, I hear people say this all the time. Christian people say this all the time. Well, you just never know what God is going to do. You can know exactly what God is going to do. Every day. I didn't say it's easy. I didn't say it's just something you can just like fall into. You have to put out the effort. But I promise you, the will of God for your future is in the seed of the word that you're declaring. Every apple seed has bushels of apples in a little bitty seed. In a little bitty seed, the potential for that to grow up into a tree that that will produce bushels for years and years and years. In one little seed. That's the way the Word of God is. And He sustains everything. He sustains everything. Everything. He sustains everything. Yeah, but, no, that but, he sustains. Yeah, but, pastor, no, he sustains everything. I'm going to say it again. He sustains everything. How? By the mighty power of his command. Some people are waiting for God to speak out of the clouds. God can do anything he wants, but he told us that's not his way. He wants us to get born again, have a relationship with him, and he wants us declaring what he says is so. And when we declare it and we believe it, we have it, then it works in our lives, and then we, as we're framing our world, we can help people frame their world. See, when you're speaking the word of God, you're not trying to get God to do something. You're here to enforce what he already said is so. Come on. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. 
So he sat down. He said, it's finished. It's done. Everything is the way he set it up to be. Now we just have to get on the receiving end of all that he has. How many can say amen to that? My last passage is found in Matthew chapter 6. And we'll get into the understanding of Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. And we're going to kind of dissect this in the next message. And we're going to dissect Genesis 1, first 10 verses. Where God said, and it was, and God said, and it was. And God said, and it was, and God was pleased. When God made man, you and I, when he made man and man with a womb, said he was pleased. Every time I read that, I say that over myself. Look at myself in the mirror. Man, God is pleased with you, boy. Everybody say that with me. God is pleased with me. Yeah, but you, no, 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 get rid of the butt. All the butts have been covered. You just got to get rid of them and replace them with what God says about you. Amen? Matthew 6 and verse 31. Therefore, do not worry saying. Now, if you will take Those five words right there, if you'll take those five words and you'll spend all week doing homework on those five words and what that means to you and and begin to frame your world about what God was saying right there, you'll be different when you come back next Sunday. What did he say? Therefore, do not worry saying. Do not worry Saying, well, Pastor, I mean, you know, it's a stressful situation. I've got to talk about it. Okay? Talk to the hand. Talk to God. What did he say? Do not worry saying. You know what that says to me? That worrying Well, you know, Pastor, everybody worries. Not me. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to worry every day, dozen times, 15 times, 20 times a day about something. That's why it's a full-time job to shut it down. Do not worry saying. Most people worry because that's all they do is say what they're worrying about. They talk about the present circumstances as though that's real and that's the final authority. But the truth is, final authority is in God's Word. That's why you have to be saying what God says about your situation. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time spent. But I'll just tell you this. What I've noticed is, it doesn't really take up any more of my day of the things that are most important. 
what it does is it relieves some of the things that I don't need to be spending any time doing. I need to spend more time developing my belief system in making, in developing a daily routine in the Word. Therefore, do not worry saying. Do not worry saying. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? How am I going to keep up with the clothes that I wear? Got to keep up with so-and-so. And they, they're wearing this, and, I, and, and that costs 150 bucks, and I can't get that. What am I going to do about Oh, my God. Oh, what about this? How am I going to tell? I mean, you, you put any care of the world in there. Just put any of it. Now watch what he says. After all these things, the Gentiles seek, the world seeks after. For your heavenly Father knows you don't need anything. He didn't say that. He said, your heavenly Father knows you need all those things. But you're not going to get them by worrying. You're not going to get them by fretting. You're not going to get them by focusing on everybody else and comparing yourself with everybody else. Because, I'll just tell you this, there's some things you think you need and want, and when you get them, you never even take the tags off of them. You just thought you wanted it because they looked so good on so-and-so. Why would I want what so-and-so has when I can have what I have and I can have everything that God knows that I need? You think God is a pauper? No. Do you think that, that God likes nice things? Just read the book of Revelation about heaven. I mean... There's gold everywhere. Even the water looks like gold. <laughs> there's probably gold flakes. No, there's no, there, there's no flakes. No, there's no flakes. No. No, it's just gold. I mean, the, go, the, the water looks like gold. There, there's, there are doors that are taller than a man made from one pearl. So, those things that God knows that we have need of, you, you know what? The Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart when you're connected with him. And I promise you, he wants better for you than you think you want for yourself today. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm telling you, God wants better for you than you think you want for yourself today. He knows you have need of those things. Now watch what he said. I'm finished with this. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So he starts out by saying don't worry and he ends right here in this passage that I'm reading with don't worry. And he said, but seek first the kingdom of God, God's way of doing and being right, and all the things will be added and you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry another day in your life. Say this after me, I will not worry another day of my life. I mean, would it hurt you based on this passage right here to make a confession like that every day? Would that hurt you? 
I will never worry another day in my life. Oh, Pastor, that's just trying to be positive and mind over matter. It's not mind over matter. It's what God says versus what's trying to wear you out and keep you from receiving all that God has and getting you worried. What does worry do? Sends you to the grave prematurely. You don't have to go to the grave prematurely. It'll send you to the grave. You'll worry yourself all the way there. Hmm. Not in this world. Man, I've framed this head, and I'm framing it more every single day. Nothing is going to cause me to worry. How many know who Brother Kenneth Hagin was? He passed away. Yeah, many of you know who he was. Passed away, I don't know, maybe 2004 or somewhere. But he was one of my spiritual fathers from the beginning. I got born again in 1977, and not too long after that, I, I read a book of his and then heard a cassette of his. And... Um, changed my life, and I don't know if I read every one of his books, but most of them, and probably listened to every message he ever preached, and I still listen to his messages. They're on YouTube. If you never listened to any of Kenneth Hagin's stuff on YouTube, he's so simple. He's so simple, and they've got it. I mean, it's covered YouTube. I mean, there's, there, there was one of his posts or one of his YouTube videos that there's, like, I don't know how many million people have watched it, you know, He's been gone since 2004. He's still framing the world of people's lives. But he said that one day he was worrying about something early on in his walk with God. He was pastoring a church, I think, and he was worried about this situation. And God showed him this passage right here, and he said that the Lord said to him, there's not anything you can do, so go home, go to sleep, and expect me to be in tomorrow. See, because that passage says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The trouble that was there one day will be there the next day, but you know what the great thing is? God's in the next day. Go home, lay down. And he said, I determined then, and, and I heard him say, many of you probably heard him say this, but I've heard him say time and time again, he said, I never worried another day in my life. He said, I had all kinds of potential to worry, but I just would go home. Nope, nope, nope. He'd speak the word over himself. He'd declare, let the enemy know I'm not giving into that thing. Go to sleep, wake up. And, and he said so many times the answer to whatever I was troubled with was there the next day because he cast the care of it onto God because God can care about our care better than we can care about our care. Yeah. That's why he says cast all your care on him because he can care for it and we don't have to worry. But everything that I'm talking about today is about framing your world. And what I want to tell you is this, as I end this today. <clears throat> I want to say this to you. Everybody sitting in here today, and I want you to really hear what I say as I end this today. Everybody sitting here today is being lied to every single day. You're not held accountable for the thoughts that come to your mind. And the enemy, all he has, because he was defeated 2,000 years ago, all the devil has is lies. To convince you that what you see, how you feel, how things appear to be, are more real than what God has promised. That's all he has. He has nothing else. And look what he's able to accomplish in the earth. Every one of us sitting here today 
are being lied to every single day. Lies are coming to your mind. If you don't combat those lies with the truth, you cannot get free in your life. But the Bible says, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. In other words, you're replacing every lie that comes to you with what the truth says. And it takes time to develop that, and it takes time for you to believe that you can receive the power to overcome in your emotions, in your soul, every obstacle of the enemy trying to tear you down and keep you from walking in the fullness of God. I believe it today, and I believe it for you. If you're, if you're a part of this church, or you can just show up every once in a while and just claim it, you're gonna, you'll, you'll be a part of it. I pray for you every single day. Today, I was in, while they were practicing worship in here, I was walking between the last row and the back row. I was walking back and forth, just praying in the Spirit, declaring the Word of God over everybody that was going to come in here today. I'm telling you, this Word, as I preached it, there's an anointing on the Word itself. And this Word will liberate you, and I'm believing that your eyes are open, your ears are open, your heart is open to receive and to understand what I'm talking about today. So lift your hand high and say this after me. I will not allow lies to control my life. Today, I declare I am free. The Word, the truth, has set me free. I'm free. Say it again. I'm free. I am free. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. I'm believing for supernatural things throughout your life, and your days, the weeks ahead, to touch and minister life to you in a supernatural way in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.